0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, ping.fm, and upsnap mobile.
2: Contact Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. This is a show about opening up the often mysterious world of how doctors think. The goal? To empower the listener to gain access to the best health care possible.
2: Good day and welcome to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. That's me. I'm Dr. Paul coming to you from Advanced Medical Therapies in Seattle, Washington. We're a clinic that is dedicated to the care of people who have cancer and other chronic illnesses. You can find us online at cancerandchronicdisease.com. Again, cancerandchronicdisease.com. And today, we're doing number five, believe it or not, in a uh, series of topics on hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And because usually the last one we do in a series, Cameron Steele from CTR Radio Network is willing to pitch in and do an interview, I have taken him up on that today. So, hello, Cam.
1: Hello, Dr. Paul. Nice to be here with you today on such a glorious day in the neighborhood.
2: Yeah. So, are you, uh, is it sunny where you are on the well, other side of the? Lake?
1: Let's just take a look and see what what it looks like outside right now in this moment. Well, it's 74 degrees and cloudy. <laughs> That's your weather report for today. Oh, 74 and cloudy. Well, Unlike last week where it was only 66 and, and cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you?
2: Well, uh, you know, it, it is the Seattle area, right? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, got,
1: you know, uh, it's like, you know, you know you live in Seattle when you're walking in the rain without an umbrella. <laughs>
2: well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because it it just happens too much. Yeah, that's right. Um, right. The well, one... and that's the other funny thing. We're we're separated by by Lake Washington, and you could literally be having snow, and I could be having sun, or vice versa. So it's <laughs> it
1: happens, and it and and it happens, and it happens. It truly does happen. Boy, I tell you, that's pretty wild. Well, listen, I I really yeah. want to thank you for for uh, letting me come on and talk to you today because. You know, one of the things that uh, I find very fascinating, of course, is the is the hyperbaric chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I I'm I'm uh, I had an opportunity. I I had an opportunity to actually try the hyperbaric chamber, and I posted on my uh, Instagram about it and on Contact Talk Radio's Instagram about it, and uh, uh, it was a very very interesting experience. Uh, I felt clearer. I felt my skin was clearer. I mean, even even uh, my lovely wife said to me afterwards. She said, "You you look really clear," which <laughs> makes me go, "Okay, I want to do this at least once a week now because this is it was pretty awesome." So yeah, I mean, it's an that's, amazing, it's an amazing thing.
2: That's really great. I I, I had this distant memory that is because Amy probably is the one that. Uh, Got you in there Um, Yeah she
1: did Yeah
2: So I had this Memory that you were there But I couldn't really I couldn't remember If you did Or if we just Talked about it So Did um You know Something that comes up A lot with uh, People will ask This is probably A good place to start Um is, you know, they'll say, Well, I'm intrigued by it, but I, I don't like uh you know, I don't like enclosed spaces. How how I, did you feel in there?
1: Well, I'm I'm one of the same of those people. Uh I don't really like closed spaces. I was in the military uh years and years ago and I was in a foxhole and I was in the very back of the foxhole. And there was three guys in front of me and we could hear flashes going off and stuff like that and and I just I scared the living beep beep out of me, you know? And uh, I just never liked <laughs> closed spaces since then, so yeah, <laughs> but getting into the hyperbaric chamber, uh, you know, it was roomy, uh, there was a window I could see out, uh, you know, and and honestly, being in the hyperbaric chamber, even if you don't like closed spaces, it's not really closed a uh, closed space because it's easy to get out of. You know, it's a, You press a button, somebody comes and opens it and opens it up for you. <laughs> you know, it's not like you have to kick your way out of there and through the dust and and you know all that. It, it's really, even you're afraid of spaces, small spaces. It's not that small to begin with. Uh, it's a rather large space. I'm I look, I'm I'm six foot three, I'm two hundred seventy pounds, and I fit in there just fine without it, and I had space to space to spare. So it, it really is if you're afraid of spaces, don't be, don't be uh, weary on on trying out the hyperbaric chamber if you're concerned about small spaces because it's not that small a space, and uh, you know you got a window. I think if I remember correctly, there was a window I could look out of at the top, and I, I thought there was maybe that's just it the one window, but you know it's, it's, there, there's, it's so it's such a controlled environment that you never have to worry about anything.
2: Yeah,
1: literally. Yeah, that, I mean,
2: that's what I noticed because I, you know, I don't really like uh, enclosed spaces either. Mm-hmm. But you know, e- even people our size, um, I can I can reach my hand all the way up, you know, and still, you know, feel like I've got all this space around me. You yeah, know, as long that, as that's my arm exactly. is So
1: yeah, no, true. Uh, I remember doing that, yeah. going up, and I was like, oh, that's quite a bit of space. I was really surprised by the amount of space yeah. there is. And,
2: and even you know it, it's it's much longer than you know than six six and a half feet. So you've got a little. Yeah, you feel the, like you've got some headroom and some feet room, and yeah. So I, yeah, it's I, longer than I, a king size a, bed. I
1: sleep on a king size bed, <laughs> and my my feet are at the edge of the bed. However, <laughs> that said, uh, I have got almost a foot of space on the other side of my feet in the in the chamber.
2: Yeah. So so I think I think that is because that's a a real legitimate thing you know people that are mm-hmm. maybe not real wild about small spaces would be yeah. a little worried about it but it, i think it's pretty comfortable no and yeah unlike a foxhole we, we don't have any uh gunfire explosions or anything to worry about either so no that's, that's I, right. I, <laughs>
1: yeah 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 you know you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff but i was just giving a little background information on my on why i have uh uh, a fear of small spaces and in fact i watched a movie the other night where the guy was locked in a in underground and buried alive and i'm like oh my god just even i know even i know it's just a set and they got the camera right there i'm just like ptsd all over the place (laughs) you know so i uh
2: yeah yeah no i don't like watching
1: those yeah i'm just like oh my god i'm just so and you know i'll watch them anyways because i'm trying i like to get over my 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 fear of it you know but (laughs) i've told i told my wife i said you know when i pass on i said you got to make sure that i'm really really dead don't don't leave anything to doubt if you you know even if you have you got to take my brain out do that just make sure i'm dead i don't want to be buried alive you know that's so funny. <laughs> just that big, it's a true story though. I feel that way. It's like just put a poke a pin in me or something, or do something. Make sure that I'm really, really dead. You know, I, I, and especially because I just read a story. I know we're going off topic. I just read a story about a woman who <laughs> buried a who was buried alive. She was in the, in the in the in the bag, and they opened up the bag and she she woke up. <laughs> she was in a coma. It was oh, it's so bad. Anyways,
2: well. Nobody wants that. So nobody it, <laughs> wants that. Yeah. So we,
1: we we're digressing a bit, and I apologize right. to our listeners for that. But uh, all
2: right. Well, so we, today
1: our our topic <laughs> uh,
2: is, uh, is is hyperbaric oxygen in yeah. medicine. We certainly did. You know, we did we did four of the programs on different aspects of it. Um yeah. But you know, it, it's in my mind, it's kind of. It lends itself to an interview because it's the kind of thing where most people, maybe the most they ever heard of was in a movie about divers or something or maybe, uh, you know, something like that. And yeah. and the idea that you would use it as a medical treatment is just like wild. You know, they, they don't even know why you would want to do that, let alone you know, is it is it. Right. Help? So I thought this would be a good one, you know, for us to kind of go back and forth on because you've done it. Um, yeah. But you, you know, you probably come from where most people do, which is, gee, I'd be, never would have thought of this as a as a medical kind of treatment. So, I thought you you might be able to come up with some different questions than I would think to come up
1: with. Well, <laughs> I, I I do, and uh, so you know, and you, I'm glad you brought up the whole diver thing because that's that's something that you know you see in the movies or you hear from divers to say, yeah, I have to go in the hyperbaric chamber for a little while. Uh, so what? You know, so I guess my first question is uh, you know, when I think of the hyperbaric chamber and I say to somebody, Oh, I tried this hyperbaric chamber the other day over at uh uh over at Dr. Paul's place and and they're saying, What is a hyperbaric chamber? And for me as a layman, well, it's this tube you go into and it's oxygenated at a certain level and and it just makes you feel good. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know in layman's terms that's what how i explained it and i well, said it raises your oxygen level in your body and 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 is, is how i explained it but i thought you know there's got to be a better way and i'm you know i'm 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 an easygoing guy i kind of just explain things off the cuff sometimes and not always the best uh best way to explain things so let's start off with uh <laughs> what is hyperbaric, hyperbaric medicine what is it what is it that's what i want to ask
2: well you. i i think I think that's an excellent place to start, and I think that the the simplest way to go about it is to say that it 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 in fact goes back. It's one of the oldest medical therapies that is still used. From uh, I think the initial reports of using pressure uh, pressurized air on a human are over 300 years old. So believe mm-hmm. it or not. Is really an old idea. And, of course, in modern times, most of its use has, like you say, been in, you know, diving. Because yeah. if you think about it, you know, you're underwater and you're at a totally different pressure than atmosphere. And if you come up too fast, you get the bends. And so they put you in a chamber. And basically what they do is they pressurize you to wherever you were. And yeah. then they slowly bring you up in the chamber. Right. You know, so you don't, don't get the bends, et cetera. So, I mean, it makes sense, you know, that that would be a um a good you know a good use of it is dive medicine. Sure. What they noticed was you know over time that people in in some cases would have changes in their health for other than diving, you know, reasons or other than diving side effects. Right. after right. they did a chamber run. So what they started to look at was, well, what if we uh, tried this on people who had different types of, you know, injuries, et cetera? Would, would it really help? Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that instead of needing the pressure and the oxygen because you were under, you know, underwater and yeah. you need to decompress, what we're doing is we use the same chamber setup and the oxygen, and we use that as a way to kind of, you know, if you want to use the term supercharge – oxygen into the fluid part of your blood, the plasma, and then that can supercharge literally into your cells. And it, and it has a couple really, really, I think, cool effects. One is get more oxygen in means that you push more toxins out, more CO2 leaves. The other is, as you push more oxygen in, more nutrients go into the cell. And then the final thing is, is, as you push the oxygen in, it kind of wakes the cell up, literally. So, like, you talk about feeling more clear uh, and even, you know, uh, saying you look more clear, et cetera. Yeah. Um, the reason for that, one of the reasons for that is is that your system actually kind of gets a reset. So it's sort of like it, it uh, pushes the good stuff in and the bad stuff out, but also parts of your body that might have been not getting enough oxygen and energy uh, suddenly do have that. And so you actually, you know, people will actually feel different. Um, right. I had the same experience. I, uh, uh, oh gosh, it's probably a year, a little over a year ago now, um, in our lovely variable Seattle weather. Yeah. Um, I, I went, I went out on my back uh, deck with the garbage and, uh, you know, being good, taking the garbage out and, um, it, you know, <laughs> being was a good re- husband.
1: Yes. <laughs> being very good
2: to get the garbage out. Right. So I, I go out there and there's dew on the deck, which is not uncommon, you know, it's morning no. time. And, uh, I got, you know, garbage in both hands and all this and, and, uh, and, and bare feet. And, uh, I, I take a step on the deck and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to linger taking the garbage out. So I'm moving really fast. I take a step on the deck and it wasn't dew; it was ice. Oh, <laughs> and no. uh, another benefit of Seattle, you never know what's out there, right? That's right. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> it was early enough. The dew had frozen. Oh. And so you combine my barefoot and, uh, you know, my, my body mass and the speed.
1: And we don't have suckers <laughs> on the bottom of our feet to help us stick. So, yeah,
2: I, sure. I, I certainly, no, I'm not Aquaman. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I went flying. I oh mean, my I, God. my, my feet went above my head. Oh. And the next thing I knew I was, uh, I, I had fallen, but not just fallen like, you know, on my back or anything. The ice made me move so fast that I went, and literally my head hit the ground first. Oh. And it it was very bad. I I of course the garbage was all over the place. I think I, I remember
1: that story. My yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well,
2: and I laid there, you know, and I, I mean I'm a doctor. I know, you know, okay, what can happen when you fall that bad? Yeah. So first I'm thinking, did I break my arm or anything? You know? And then I realized, no, the only thing that hurts is the back of my head, which is where I hit. Right. And then i was fighting to maintain consciousness, so I almost knocked myself out Jeez. so that's uh that's a kind of classic concussion you know kind of a feeling, et cetera and, yeah. So, you know, once I realized I hadn't broken anything, uh, what did I do as being, you know, the good husband? I got up, I collected the garbage, and I took the garbage out. I figured, well, if this is the last thing I do, at least the garbage goes out. So <laughs> I took the garbage out.
1: That's the last thing in and, life I do. Yeah, the the, I, I can check the box <laughs> off that the garbage was taken off on,
2: on my way out. and. I tell you, I had kind of classic concussion symptoms. All this oh, stuff, that, you know, you're, you're nauseated and your brain won't work right, and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, and yeah It was yeah. it was just not fun. Oh. I went down to the office uh, a couple of days later because, of course, you know, I couldn't be talked into going sooner because no. I'm stubborn. But, yeah. You know, the, I, if if I was my own patient, I would have been very upset. But I went down <laughs> and I did a few hyperbarics in a row because I, it was like my brain was just not working right. What would you do, I mean,
1: like take 20 minutes and then break for half an hour and then back in 20 minutes or something?
2: No, what I did actually was, um, I, I did something that we we talked about in some of the other programs is I did some, uh, in, some an IV with some antioxidants and I got oh, okay. in the chamber for an oh. hour. And the first chamber run literally... And towards the end of it, I started to feel like my brain was waking up again. Wow! And I more clearly. And then it was late in the day, so I went and I I would have a little bit of uh, food, you know. So I went to a nearby restaurant and I would have a little food. And as I was sitting, literally having the food, it was like the brain was waking up more and more. And wow. each treatment, and so I went through the you know what you would normally have with a concussion that might stick for a long time within the course of a week, uh, you know, I felt like I was you know, other than my neck really hurt and all that stuff, I my brain was working and that was uh you know, my brain is my business and so well, yes, work, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. So um I really felt like, you know, I thought, you know, I've heard about this with concussions and other stuff, but it was really, really amazing the amount of uh you know, benefit that it had. So profound, I profound yeah. this was throw that in there and it's certainly one of the reasons we use it but it's like if you think about it if you you know you hit your head or you injure a muscle or you injure your liver some you know major organ yeah what happens is around the injury uh the um the injured area kind of goes into different chemistry, and you build up carbon dioxide, and and you need the oxygen to kind of move the injury along. Right. And I think that's just, that's the important part there. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's the kind of thing where it's an important therapy, and it just sounds weird to people that you would do it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, at first, I mean, I, I've knew I've known about hyperbaric chambers for a while, but uh, you know. I've only heard about them through the diving thing, but I'm not heard them from other doctors. So why am I not hearing it from other doctors? I mean, if these things are so great, why not other doctors start using them? Why don't we start using them? Period.
2: You know, I think it's one of those things where, even though it's like I said, even though it's three, it's got three hundred years of you know yeah. use, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of other things in North America if you go for example to say Germany or Switzerland or someplace like that and you're in a right. hospital you are likely to be given hyperbaric oxygen as you heal from things or as other things go on I mean it's 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 like it's not even thought of as an option it's just we do this because it works right right. In North America, and same in Asia too, I'll say, because I've been over there and taught, and, and it's just a different world. And what we see in North America is, you know, we we do things the way we do, and you know, we 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 kind of believe that we have the best way. And <laughs> uh, and and so hyperbaric oxygen, even though it's available in hospitals across the country, especially coastal hospitals because of dive and things like that. Yeah. It's not thought of as a valid treatment by the kind of the establishment because it's not because it's not valid. It's because they haven't really looked at it. And there's, there's sort of two things that come up there. And of course, it's political. Um, <laughs> one is If they look at the evidence and all of that, then they would have to say, well, now insurance ought to be paying for this for people who've had concussions and, you know, healing from surgery and stuff. And and insurance has a list of about 13 things that they will pay for, but they're really extreme things, you know, like radiation burns and, you know, and and other, other stuff like that. And and they and, and I I teach with uh, a group, uh the International Hyperbaric Group, um you know, most every year we have a meeting and we update, you know, what everyone knows and this is the constant thing that they're fighting is look, we have this really great therapy and it works for these different things, but if they're not on that list here, you know, in North America, nobody will pay for it. Right. And so the reason right. then you don't hear from is your doctor figures, well, if they don't, you know, if insurance doesn't pay for it I'm not gonna tell my patients about it, uh and you know, how good can it be if insurance doesn't pay for it. So it's 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 like a lot of these other therapies. It's it's not even you know, it's not like a far out, you know, science fiction therapy. It's yeah, it's got really good science, but it just it, it it's not in the mainstream right. and because in in North America we have this money issue around healthcare, yeah. it it's not gonna be for a while.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, uh, you know, definitely noticed a difference. In fact, I'd, I'd like to come and do it again a few times just to see the long-term effects of what it is. So I'm going to have to call Amy up. But um, interesting enough, I, you know, in, in my head, I'm going, well, oxygen is always good for your, for your blood. I mean, your body needs oxygen. Obviously, it's very good for, your, for yourself. Sure, sure. What about the pressure? How can oxygen and pressure together uh, really make a difference in our health? I mean, I've seen the difference just in that one time I did it. I had a clear face. I felt clear. I felt, I've, in fact, my my sinuses were completely clear. My, my voice sounded different.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it is amazing. And, and I think that that's where, um, because I, I will, I'll, even, I'll have, you know, uh, very, very highly educated uh, physicians come to me and say, well, how is this different from me putting someone on an oxygen mask, you know, and giving them just some oxygen, right? Yeah. Which certainly is useful. Um, and, you, you know, if you, if you've ever had a injury or been to the hospital, a lot of times they give you oxygen by a, right. the nose or by a mask or whatever. That's right. um, and, and so there's that. Sure. But the difference really is that you have, um, you have the oxygen going in, but it's going in under pressure, which is, the, why the chamber is required, okay? Right. And, and when you put it in under pressure, there's there's two ways that oxygen gets carried in your blood. The main way under, you're just breathing normal room air, right? The main way is in your hemoglobin, in the red blood cells, you have these little binding sites for oxygen, which uh, they're when they're in your lungs, they're mostly bound to oxygen. And when they get to your tissues, they got some carbon dioxide on them. So that circulates around, and that's why we breathe. Yeah. But then there's a little bit that is what they call dissolved oxygen, it's sort of free in the plasma, the liquid part of your blood, doesn't have the red blood cells. Right. When you do hyperbaric, the pressure forces the oxygen, so you can't get this with just breathing from oxygen mask. Okay. The pressure forces more oxygen into the the liquid part of your blood. It maxes out the hemoglobin and then adds this sort of uh, additional buffer. So then that stuff, the oxygen there will go to your tissues and turn over more quickly. So it's literally like if you could give yourself an injection of oxygen, which you you, you wouldn't, you don't. Don't want don't, to do that. Don't do yeah. that, by the way. Don't yeah. anyone do that. No, that'd be very bad. But
1: <laughs> it's like <an laughs> I mean, just put some oxygen in my blood. Basically. here Let's see what yeah. happens? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, uh, pe- people. Yeah, people just die when they do that. <laughs> so yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. But but if you do it in a chamber, it does it in the in the way your body is used to. Uh, just it forces the issue. So so it 's literally this way you know I mentioned it earlier, but it truly is this way of it it detoxifies the cell because it forces oxygen, and even if the cell doesn't want it, it makes the cell operate normally and it makes it force the toxic stuff and the carbon dioxide out so that 's one just little way that you know can make you feel better, but that 's why the chamber is required it 's oxygen plus pressure chamber gives you pressure,
1: mm. Well, this makes this makes all the sense in the world. Now, what about uh, what kind of sicknesses can it can it help? I mean, uh, one of the things, like I've got type two diabetes. Does it help type two diabetes? Does it help uh, diabetes al- with all people with al- diabetes but, ulcers?
2: Yeah, it's you know it, there. Well, of course, one of the things with um, you know in diabetes is. You get uh this inflammatory reaction because your your body is having in 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 the case of type two diabetes your body doesn't recognize the insulin like it ought to so it's like really slow with insulin, and that creates this uh kind of a backup or you, you become more oxidized you know people know heard about antioxidants this is your body being pro oxidant so it sort of uh creates inflammation stuff like that. If, if you have um, a lot of times type 1 diabetics where they, you know, they, they have the more genetic kind or late stage type 2 diabetics, right. what they will see is, you know, they don't move as much. They don't get good circulation. And then they get these ulcers that don't want to heal because the, the diabetes uh, chemistry is not real pro-healing, right? So one of the things that insurance will pay for hyperbaric for is advanced diabetic ulcers and things like that and the reason is is that because under normal circumstances um a diabetic that's very late stage or you know kind of way down the trail um can't heal on their own their, body, their body's naturally uh occurring healing mechanisms don't work so hyperbaric what it basically does is It sends oxygen to the tissue, regardless of what your bloodstream can do or not do with it. It forces the oxygen to go in. And what that does in diabetes is it actually creates a, um, uh, it creates, I'm just trying to simplify here, but it basically creates a, um, a signal to the immune system that we have a problem here and we should send some immune help here to fix. The problem, and then it also supplies some oxygen, so it gives a sort of one-two punch. So if you have these, you know, late-stage diabetic ulcers and other things, you probably heard of people, you know, usually older, sicker people have diabetes and they have to get like a toe amputated or something, you right, know, because right. you know because they can't heal, and they're going to get gangrene. Um, well, you actually can reverse that if you get it at the right time with hyperbaric, oh, and it's because it. um it actually does the one, two punch of immune system. Here's our problem. Let's fix it. And number two, we're going to give you some oxygen to help operate the system, you know, while we wait. So, so that's a, that's actually occasionally you get insurance to actually pay for that. Of course, nobody wants to get that bad. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, of course not. Yeah. None none of us want to get there, but there's a lot of people who are there and, uh, you know, so there's that. And, and, you know, I think, uh, uh, a mentor of mine in the area of hyperbaric medicine his name is dr paul harch H J R C H and he's in louisiana and he's a board certified emergency medicine physician and um he, he's worked with hyperbaric for i think 30 years you know and of course louisiana they're on the gulf and yeah. they have dive accidents from the commercial divers and stuff so he's right, right. He, he's kind of the modern you know standard bearer for medical hyperbaric yeah. and um what he says he always tells doctors is think of hyperbaric to help heal any injury of any duration in any part of the body. Mm. And so he says, you know, you guys think about it for diabetic ulcers or something like that. But he says, think about where else could the body be injured. Hyperbaric oxygen will trigger the same healing process it does for your diabetic ulcer patient,
1: right? Right.
2: And I think that's a wonderful way to think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I did not not uh, not unique to me. That's Doctor Arch because that's what this is world. But yeah, uh, I think it's a good way to say it. Really.
1: Right. Well, you know, I was going to ask about concussions, but you've covered that already. And uh, you know, you hear about the NFL players using it all the time because NFL players are constantly getting concussions, and so clearly, you know, it helps your concussion. So I can only imagine that it really does help with the NFL players and their concussions. But what about, uh, you know, after surgery and, 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 you know, dental procedures, any kind of surgery or, you know, people who need to get their teeth worked on? I mean, how can that, how can the hyperbaric chamber help? Or have we covered that kind of? Because I feel like you're going to answer me, Well, well, it's getting oxygen and pressure. <laughs> well, you know, you know one of the nice things
2: about the therapy is it it, it works it's the same two things it's <laughs> that, that, and that pressure. <laughs> um but but I, I'll tell you uh, uh some patient experiences are probably yeah. more than, you know, I would be, I would love than, to the, hear that. The the, me, the mechanical uh, definition there cuz now now we know it's oxygen <laughs> and pressure. Um Oh, uh, this is why we do the, these interviews too, by the way. So we, we we even out the doctor talk that goes on, right? Um, right, right. <laughs> so we've had patients. So we, um, you know, we're we're in the north end of Seattle, and right. and we work with some uh, uh, oral surgeons who do, you know, you people get these bad you know I was going to say horrible but I suppose to oral surgeon it's normal uh you know you <laughs> do rotten teeth or bad
1: uh you know, say it horrible teeth uh, and horrible cavities you No, know, or
2: uh, exactly it or uh root canals gone
1: bad yeah. or something oh, like that yeah yeah
2: and so we will actually do uh a hyperbaric before the oral surgery and then do it afterwards and we've had people where the oral surgeon said, "Look, there was no way to get all the tooth out and everything uh, without harming the nerve." And right. of course, if you, you harm the nerve where the tooth is, everything downstream is messed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's not good. No. And so we've we've had people literally where after their oral surgery, you know, they couldn't feel part of their you know jaw or something. Um, And in one or two hyperbaric treatments and then using some uh, antioxidants and other stuff, they literally had recovery and started to heal up the, you know, the injured nerve. And and this is like verified, like the surgeon said, look, I had to cut part of the nerve to get the tooth out. Can you, you know, can you undo, you know, can you help the nerve heal? So it's not like they were saying, well, maybe I cut it. It It's like I had to, you know, we had to get you know some business going on there things like that um it's amazing to watch and i think that illustrates a really core principle you can use hyperbaric if you hurt your head or you had an injury 10 years ago or 20 years ago yeah but if you have the injury today and you can do hyperbaric you know in the next couple of weeks it works faster right Right. You know, I think that's a, that's really kind of the critical thing there. Well,
1: okay, I want to I want to kind of move on because there's some other things that I want to cover here and and I and I haven't yet to ask the question, you know, uh about the cancer. Uh because you know, cancer is the biggest killer here. Um uh, can the hyperbaric chamber work with cancer and why does it help cancer? Why why would if it helps cancer, why does it help cancer?
2: Yeah, I think This is an area and, and, you know, um, actually, I'm going to be speaking at a conference all about this particular topic. And so I've been kind of rereading all of the science, all that stuff. But let's boil it down to there's kind of two things to consider. One is up until about 10 years ago, it was truly believed that hyperbaric, because it put more oxygen in the system, would make the cancer kind of blow up and go crazy. Okay, which, you know, it makes a little bit of sense, I suppose, if you yeah. think about it that way. Because you're
1: feeding it oxygen, um, sure.
2: Right, because, you know, there's oxygen going in. Maybe it'll get worse or whatever. And there, there was actually some old, you know, go way back, some old experiments that, you know, maybe showed that. But they, what, what turned out to be is they really weren't experiments that would relate to a human, you know, so so there's yeah. that. Yeah, there's that, yeah. But in the last... Ten years there's been a big shift and uh, from a couple of different points of view, one is that people who do research on hyperbaric and and metabolism uh who work with uh you know government uh and military agencies right that where they you know maybe they have people underwater a long time and other things yeah. uh, that, that go on um what they found was that the use of hyperbaric oxygen could be used to undo certain types of metabolism defects that might lead to seizure and other stuff. And then they thought, well, wait a minute, that's the same kind of metabolism problem that would go on in a, in a, a tumor. Right. And so why, why would that make the tumor worse? Why wouldn't it make the immune system notice the tumor more? So they started to look into this further. And what they found was, as opposed to this old belief that we had, um, Hyperbaric actually causes the tumor to go into a metabolism that it doesn't like. It actually kind of opposes the tumor biology, and this is you know this was a big turnaround to just just a few years ago, really, like seven yeah. or eight years ago. Um, and so in in cancer, and we did a whole program on this, but the summary is there's different ways in cancer patients that hyperbaric can be useful. One mm. is, and it's actually an approved use, is if you get you you get radiation therapy for your cancer and it burns you. You mm. you'll get hyperbaric to, to heal it. Um, I've, not heard, to produce, I've heard that the works.
1: hyperbaric chamber actually works on burns, but yeah. whether the radiation or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. But also, you you've probably talked to uh, you know. Unfortunately, we all know people who've had cancer and in yeah. chemotherapy. They get nerve problems or kidney problems or something.
1: You know, I've well, never actually met somebody or talked to somebody who has cancer. <laughs> Currently, <laughs> um, Paul, I'm 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 dead serious. I've never actually talked or m- met with anybody and spoke to them about their own cancer before. I've heard people say oh, I had cancer, but I've never actually spoke to somebody who's who has it in in present tense. Isn't that funny? Funny odd. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: so you probably with just with the with the preponderance of. Cancer. Maybe you've talked to people, but not about their cancer. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> you've talked yeah, to people yeah. who have cancer. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah not going you know, I think it's. It, but yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a different story, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I, I think that you know the the thing that we hear about certainly a lot, and and most people have you know we at least think of is chemotherapy creates damage to our normal cells, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it it damages the cancer, but there's a lot of friendly fire, you know, damage as well. Well hyperbaric can help to heal that up. So just, just like side effects of cancer treatment, that's one thing. The next thing is now we know if you're going to do something like radiation or chemo, if you do the hyperbaric before, it actually makes it work better. Mm. And so there's actually this benefit from hyperbaric to standard therapy. But what we do at our clinic, because uh, we do we do integrative therapies and metabolic therapies, is we use the hyperbaric to make – are integrative and other therapies are more natural therapies work better. And so what's really interesting and kind of cool because cancer patients need every tool they can get is that in the setting of cancer, regardless of where you're coming into the, you know, the process or the, uh, you know, what procedure you're having done or whatever hyperbaric can be a big synergy to cancer therapy. And I think that's a really important message for people to get.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, you've got, I, I want to spend, we've got about 12 minutes of the show left, and there's still more, so much more to talk about. Uh, but uh, your book, you know, your book has come out, Outside the Box yeah. Cancer Therapies, and uh, it's getting amazing reviews. And, uh, you know, I've shared it on our Contact Talk radio network a few times, and and uh, the likes I get on it are just tremendous. People are loving this book. I'm seeing and reading about other people Uh, who have had this book uh, and have read it, uh, Outside the Box, Cancer Therapies, uh, written, of course, by you. And uh, uh, you have a co-author on that book, I believe? Yeah,
2: Dr. Uh, Mark Stengler. Okay. And I wrote it together, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So a fabulous book. Now, do you cover this in the book?
2: Yeah, we, we, we talk about, of course, many, many, many different things in the book uh, because it's about uh, integrative cancer care. And, yeah. you know, our goal is to try and take um, these, if you put together 45. So, uh, you know, our goal in writing the book, uh, Mark and myself, was there's many places in the world, but especially North America, where there people don't have access to integrative medical Professionals, and we wanted to put out there everything we 've learned over the years. well, hyperbaric is actually in in the book outside the box cancer therapies, and we talk about it in different uh settings you know one is in in combination with metabolic cancer therapies that are natural but very potent, uh, the other is in recovery, like we talked about from you know chemo radiation, and something in the book that we did more you know if the patient's interested that 's great, and it 's there. But more for their doctor's sake is we, we put all the references in, you know, from the scientific journals and things that show that, you know, this isn't just some crazy idea. This is based in you know, real good science, and it, it really does work for very logical reasons. And the fact that we don't do it in North America a whole lot doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means we're, we're a little bit behind. And so, yeah, we, we definitely talk about that in, in the book.
1: Well, this is, this is fantastic. And now, uh, speaking of the book, um, well, let's go, before I get back to the book, I, I, I want to I ask one more question about something, and that is uh, what do you use it for and how do you do other treatments to help make it work better? I mean, you know, we talked about cancer, the diabetic, but is there anything else that you want to share with us uh, on what you use it for and, and uh, other treatments that it might help or work better for?
2: Yeah, you know, the the most common things that we use it beyond – so cancer, definitely all those different areas we talked about, um, and uh, uh, people with head injuries, like I was saying my own case, you know, the concussion and, mm-hmm. you know, athletes, et cetera. Yeah. Uh The other time is people who aren't healing very well. So they're just – their body is suppressed and they're not getting over something, not healing. We'll use it there. But the thing that we do at the clinic that, that is – not unique in the whole world but kind of unique in north america is we will actually take and do other therapies with the hyperbaric so it's like you know supercharging the hyperbaric so sometimes that might be you get out of the hyperbaric chamber you're feeling better and we give you a, a some IV of antioxidants or an ozone therapy or something or or you know whatever Then people ask sometimes, well, um, is there anything I can take kind of between the hyperbaric to keep my immune system focused, help me heal, and all of that? Um, And one of the things that that we use is uh, something called, is a funny name, it's called Metatrol.
1: Oh, I was going to ask about that Um, because I, I read something about that in your book earlier. Yeah, it's um one of those things,
2: you know, we definitely talk about it in the book, um kind of in its generic senses fermented wheat germ extract, which mm-hmm. sounds like a weird thing, but if you if you know if you kind of go back in time, people used to take wheat germ as a source of vitamin E and other nutrients and stuff. It's not that unusual. Um this is actually considered a superfood where they take the wheat germ, they ferment it and then extract all the goodies from it, which kind of like very highly concentrates it so metatrol is one that we use with people who are recovering from very bad illnesses lyme disease uh cancer etc and we'll give it to patients uh it's an oral product and so they'll take it daily Mm -hmm. and when they do that especially with the um use of the hyperbaric chamber, it's like they have this superfood that's going and doing the healing stuff, then they get the oxygen going in that forces the nutrients into the cells that are damaged. It's a it's a really, really big synergy. Hmm. Um, to, and to the degree, Metatrol, the people who make it are called the Harmony Company, and they've been uh, supporters of us and us of them, and they they're going to give people a 25% discount on their first order, and they can either call 800 422 5518. So 800 422 5518. Hang on a second. They can Let's go to the Harmony. Five, five, 1 800 422 5518. Okay, that's five, five,
1: 1 800 5518.
2: 5518.
1: 1 800 one,
2: eight, 422-5518. 422-5518. The Harmony Company, or they just go to theharmonycompany.com, and the either way, say Dr. Anderson.
1: Right, so theharmonycompany.com.
2: Yes, and if, if you use my name, just Dr. Anderson, they'll give you 25% on your first order. Um, and we use it, like I said, in anybody in a healing state, Uh, Anyone we're doing hyperbaric with, uh, people with cancer as an immune support, it's really pretty amazing.
1: No, the one question I didn't ask, and I guess I should, is how long does a session last in the hyperbaric chamber? Excellent question. So as opposed
2: to a dive accident where you might be in there a long time, Normally it's somewhere uh, between forty-five and ninety minutes, so it's pretty doable. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you're you're you know, it's not that bad. It doesn't take very long to get you down to pressure, and doesn't take very long to get back up to you know up to atmosphere. And um, it's it's it, as you noticed and as I noticed, it's it's not claustrophobic and it's no. it's pretty comfortable. Actually, you know, I feel better when I get out. I just feel you know like I kind of perked up or something.
1: Mm. that 's how I feel. I feel perked up, but I also felt relaxed, perked and relaxed at the same time
2: not not a bad combo
1: no you know <laughs> uh it felt it felt pretty good. I was very happy about doing it and uh you know i'd like i 'd like to be invited to do it again.
2: Well, we can probably arrange that
1: oh you know? right, see my invitation just put it out there, and you never know what 's going to come back. <laughs> but uh you know no i i seriously uh you know and i i looked online for these hyperbaric chambers and the one you have is i mean this is a really good quality uh hyperbaric chamber this was top of the line this you know when i was in there i i didn't know what to expect i thought i was going to be kind of like you know in this kind of zipper bag and and you know (laughs) i really didn't know what it was what it was going to be like but you know it's on a frame and it and and you know when you actually feel the uh, when it's not full and you feel it, it's it's very um it's a very soft kind of canvasy type material, you know. Um but when it when it's uh when it's full of air, I mean it's solid as a rock.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it, that it,
1: was it, I was it, very it. impressed with the with <laughs> the with the construction of this and, and realizing after I'm in there, I was like, wow, this is solid as a rock. And it's airtight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, i mean we, you know we, I, I have I have to say though i I had thoughts while i was in there a so well if we get a flood I'll be fine yeah
2: you can just float <laughs> away just float away like meanwhile Noah. it takes yeah, electricity yeah.
1: to actually keep it running so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not, not gonna work but uh, uh. <laughs> my my thought was there i mean you have some amazing and it's quiet too by the way I thought was yeah, once
2: fast. you're in there, I mean, there's that hum in the background. Yeah, you got of, the, whoosh, whoosh. you know, the, yeah. the compressor, but it's uh, it. Most people fall asleep. Actually. I, I I
1: fell asleep. Yeah. I didn't take my phone in there with me, so I just sat there and like, okay, I might as well sleep. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, I'm not yeah. used to sleeping on my back, so I was afraid to turn on my side. Can can we turn on or can we? Does it matter how you're lying down inside there?
2: Now, once it's pressurizing, you can be in any position you want. You're you're okay.
1: good. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if I should be lying still or lying on my side, or, you know, because I'm not one to lie down on my back, and I was like, oh, I wish I could turn over. I didn't think that I couldn't, or I didn't. I thought that I couldn't turn over. I thought I had to lie a certain way for it to take effect. But you know, clearly I'm wrong. But people yeah, think. No, no. These, but uh, you think about these things. Yeah. You know, like you know. Yeah. So, well, that, that's
2: why I have you ask me questions
1: because you think of those things. I wouldn't... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, thank you for having me on.
2: All right. All right. Well, this has been fun and yeah. uh, you, I see we're out of time. So we got to roll into the into the final part. Uh, this is Dr. Anderson with Medicine Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. And I've had Cameron Steele on today talking about hyperbaric oxygen generally and in cancer care. And we'll be back with a new topic in a week, or you can replay these on our podcast anytime. Thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to Medicine and Health with your host, Dr. Paul Anderson. Visit the clinic website at www.amsa1.com or call the clinic at 206-629-2186. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.